Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Plug with my co-host Ishmael Sirion. What up, and, of, what up? and of course, as you can see today, we have a very special guest joining us as always in beautiful sunny California, that man Dooley. That man back at your services, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. I appreciate you for tuning, I mean for joining us today, and I appreciate everybody else for tuning in. As always, if you are checking everything out on Facebook, please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are checking things out on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page at the sports plug and hit that notification bell. Ding. Thank you, Ish. And also, we are on Twitch. So if you are on Twitch, please make sure you check out our live stream at the sports plug on twitch now first things first as you guys are of course here as always to check out our week 17 recap show and i mean uh, to be completely honest guys week 17 was everything that i thought it was going to be it was it was great it was it was amazing that and then to cap off the night and we will talk about this of course in uh next 30 to 45 minutes the night game with the Washington football team and the Pittsburgh uh, Eagles is something we'll definitely have to get into because there are a lot more people upset that are coming from the New York Giants side than uh, from anyone else. But again, we'll definitely get into that real soon with my guys uh, on the sports plug. And first things first, let's go ahead and talk about these the, the Giants. Let's go ahead and talk about this game, the Giants and Cowboys. Uh, if you guys joined us on Sunday for our preview show, we we picked the Cowboys to win this game. To be to be completely honest, because we had no faith in the Giants' offense, but it seemed like Sterling Shepard had a vendetta against the Dallas Cowboys because he was out here balling like he ain't never oh. balled before. So with that being said, of course the Giants end up winning this game and beat the Cowboys. And at the time. Because we all have to remember this was an early slate game. So when the Giants won, they had to wait for the Washington football team to watch football team and the Eagles game to play. And instead of running down our regular run cast, we're going to go ahead and jump to that game after this game. So let's go ahead and talk about this right quick, guys. Oh, might as well start first, man. I mean, I mean, what, what you guys got me on the show? You the guest, Dooley. Come you know, on, man. You got me on the talk, okay? So this is how I feel about the New York football Giants, Okay. First of all, you know, they to be, even be in the position to get into the playoffs, it's just goes to show you that because, first of all, the, everybody had the Giants last in the season, uh, in, in the division. Let's just be honest. Uh -huh. Nobody had the Giants in the mix. But, of course, the division is so trash. So it's like if all you got to win is five, six games to get in the damn playoffs, most teams can do that in any division, right, in, in the NFL, right? But – so the Giants basically, what was on the table for them? By the way, you guys weren't wrong. I had the Cowboys winning too. Let me just say, let me just say that first. I had Dalton coming out, Zeke playing. It was there for him. It was there for him. It was. That's the Cowboys for you. 
exactly. You know, and, and and I'll also say this: my bad to cut you off, Dooley. Reports are already in, and Jerry Jones did say that Mike McCartney will be back for next season, so he's not going he's not. anywhere. I've said it the whole this whole year for on our show that I thought Mike McCartney mm-hmm. would be gone. That was one of the coaches that got wrong. All the other coaches seem like I got right, but. The Mike McCartney one looks like he will be back as the Cowboys coach. Oh, next no, season. and I think that's a good job of Jerry Jones. Good job of signing the most overrated coach <laughs> in the National Football League. Okay, so good, great job, Jerry Jones. Okay. I should have known. I knew that was coming, trust me. Right. You know, so now back to the New York football giants. I mean, let's just be honest. You wonder why Sterling Shepard came out to play? When you get a couple hundred thousand G's bonus to make the playoffs, I'd be out there playing hard too, everybody. You know, and the fact that all the uh, if they would have and the Redskins almost lost, the Washington football team almost lost. You know, I mean, we could say if they had Jalen Hurts in the game, whatever. But the Giants knew they had to win to get in. They came to play. The Cowboys came to play too, but they just couldn't get the job done. Now, speaking of incentives, like. Dooley is saying at the end of the season, you have certain players that are contract obligated to make certain uh, yearly marks. And one of the incentives that Andy Dalton actually had was if he led the Cowboys to the playoffs, he got a million dollars incentive bonus. And of course, he lost that on that million dollars. Yes. So with that being said, of course, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about them in the future. Shout out to What's Weezy. Up? Says hello to future Mister and, and Mrs. Von Wiesenthal. Thank you guys for checking out the show. And like I told you guys uh, before, we're gonna go ahead and get right into the the Washington football team um, and the Eagles game because usually, of course, we like to keep everything in time uh, timely manner. But for this game, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into this one because. The game prior to with the Cowboys had big implications on this game. If Washington football team won, of course, they would made it to the playoffs. But if the Eagles won, it actually helped the winner of the game that we just talked about. So like we said before, the Eagles had a opportunity to take away a game from the Washington football team. And if you're watching this game live, the way Jalen Hurst were playing before he got pulled out, it looked like he was going to be able to pull off a win against this Washington football team. Now, Dooley, I brought you on because this is your team, you know, and watching this game yesterday with Jalen Hurts doing what he was doing, did you feel like Jalen Hurts was was going to be able to pull off the upset? Absolutely not. Oh, come on, Dooley. <laughs> he, he definitely don't believe that. He don't believe that at all, but continue, continue, continue. First of all, the boy had, I'm looking at the statistics. The man had seven for 20 for 72 yards and one interception. Is that what you guys call a legendary game? Oh, I didn't, did, I, did, I say, did I say anything about legendary? Well, when you said great, I, seven for 20. Who said great? You said good. I, that's, what I, that's, what it, that's what it is, right? Two rushing touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns at one point in time. At one point in time, you had you had the lead. At one point in time, the Eagles had the lead against a guy that again don't only have one good good leg. So again, the rushing touchdowns. That's something that that uh, Jalen Hurts was able to go against Alex Smith. But other than that, I'm not worried about that part of the rush part. I'm more worried about the Washington football team had an opportunity to 
put away the Eagles and show everybody, at least for the most part, hey, we do deserve a playoff spot. And to be completely honest, I did not see that at all in this game. And they are going to get their butt whooped against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They suck, okay? They suck. They know they suck. You you know, (laughs) it's like when you know you suck, it's like just the morale in that locker room must be low. You know, you know. You know what I mean? Just imagine being in that locker room. You're getting into the playoffs six and nine. First of all, if I got into the playoffs at six and nine, I wouldn't be proud of it. Seven, that's seven seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. I wouldn't be I, that's nothing to be proud of. Well, I, I, I feel the same way with Giants fans having a problem with what Doug Peterson did with pulling Jalen Hurts and Ishma. I want to hear you say I, mean, I want to hear you your uh, say about what happened with that situation because I see a lot of Giant fans on social media upset about what happened, but again, you lost ten games. You, you don't games. deserve to even be in the playoff mix in the first place. I'm not understanding this logic when it comes to why Giant fans feel this type of way about what Doug Peterson did. When maybe if you took care of your business, you wouldn't have to worry about the Eagles beating Washington football team. Yeah, I mean, there's something. There's an old saying, you know, where it says, "Don't, don't put it." Don't put the game in other people's hands, right? Like coaches always tell you that when don't you let the ref, don't let the referees, don't let anybody else control, you know, what's happening with the game. Like you leave no doubt. And unfortunately for New York, they didn't leave. They left a lot of doubt. Okay. They left a lot of doubt. 10 losses. That's what they had. All right. Um, they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs per se. And I think one of their players even came out this morning and said they can only blame themselves. And that was, that was actually Logan Ryan, former Patriot and former Titan. That was Logan Ryan that said that. And he is correct. He's correct. They lost 10 games. Also, what do I feel about Doug Peterson? Well, for one, I'm angry with Doug Peterson, not because of like the integrity of the game or any of that other nonsense, because at the end of the day, he can choose to do what he wants to do with his team. Um, my only thing is, bruh, I picked the Eagles because I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be able to do some things. And then right when it looked like Jalen Hurts might help you win this game, you're going to pull him out and put in, oh boy, I don't even Nate, know. Nate Sudfield. Um, you put him in and cost me my pick. That was I was about to get the pick right. I no, I 100 agree with you. It, it looked like it seriously looked looked like before he got pulled that Jalen Hurst was going to win this game, and I don't care about what the stats look like. I don't care about how 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 Dooley feel about because because I know that's his team, and he might feel like oh we was gonna win with Hurst or without him. But seriously, Jalen Hurst was going to win that game, and I'll say this: just like you said, Ish, people who feel some type of way about the integrity of the game and this and that and the third. We all have to remember, MLB, NBA, and NFL are all businesses, okay? So with that being said, there are a lot of business moves, just like we talked about and uh, with the incentives, just like Antonio Brown getting three shovel passes to make sure that he get his seven catches he needs or, or other players out here getting their catches or runs or whatever that they need for incentives because at the end of the day, it is a business, and that was a business move that Doug Peterson made. And also, I would like to say, if you remember in the preview show, I said I would like to see it where they play all the games at the same time because that will kind of stop. This is hundred percent correct. This is hundred percent correct. Stop people from doing what happened, right? If you're playing at the same time, 
yeah, you can look at the scoreboard, but you don't know anything past that. So if this was a personal attack on the Giants, which I feel like if I'm an Eagles, if I'm an Eagles fan or whatever, I probably would have wanted to lose the game even more if it were the Cowboys. So, I mean, I don't know if Doug Peterson personally did it for the Giants, but I think either way, if we did this all at the same time, we wouldn't have to worry about one team potentially throwing the game so that another team doesn't get in. I know that everybody in NFC East hates each other, and that's just how the division is, but I honestly don't think that the Eagles hate the Giants that much as much as, as they, much hate, the as they hate the Cowboys. That's yeah, what that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. So like, I don't I don't really feel like it was a blatant, like, oh, we hate you, Giants. Like, I, when I think of NFC East, I don't think of Philly and Giants I rivalry. Giants I don't. I don't that's that's one of like the last rivalries that I even think of. I think of the Washington football team versus the Cowboys before I think of them as a rivalry. But anyways, that's here and there. Eagles, we'll see y'all next season. We'll see what happens with y'all doing the offseason. And also with, with the uh, Carson Wentz situation. We'll definitely see what happens with what they do with that. And yeah, this, they, they kind of remind me with the Texans with their situation, how they got that going on. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. Steelers and the Browns. Uh, this is a very interesting game because besides the Steelers sitting a couple of their starters, this game not just not so much helped the Browns make it into the playoffs, but it also signed them their first way ticket to a first round matchup with the Steelers in Pittsburgh, though. So with the Browns winning by two this game, I've already talked about Mr. Old Faithful Adrian Lunford, and he has no problems when it comes to taking care of the Browns in Pittsburgh. They they don't even the Browns don't even face Pittsburgh fans right now. So with that being said, Dooley, I'll hand it off to you. Should the Pittsburgh Steelers put a little bit more respect on the Browns' name coming into this playoff uh, game? Because at the end of the day, we do know it's win or go home and anything can happen, correct? Absolutely. My man, the fact that the Browns are even in this game just shows you the poise of that team, of the coaching, just that whole franchise in general. You know, to lose Odell Beckham early in the season and say, you know what, Odell, we don't need you. We're going to do it without you, okay? We're going to get to the playoffs. We're going to beat a team in our division to enter. And then next week, we're going to go to that same team's house and shove it up there, you know what, okay? And that's what the Cleveland Browns are coming to do in Pittsburgh tomorrow, okay? I mean, next week. On Saturday. Okay. I got you. We got you. Sunday. Sunday, yeah, probably, like Sunday night. Right? We'll have we'll have all the schedules and and everything posted for you guys in the second after we run down the week seventeen games. We'll have everything posted for every postseason game. Um, I think I I still don't know where I'm leaning on this game. Uh, make sure you check out that preview show for the picks. But uh, I do think that they should be somewhat scared, uh, only because the Browns do have uh, a top rush defense and the Steelers are last in rushing offense so that doesn't help you and then when you got receivers who you know in this game they performed they performed okay compared to what they've been doing the past couple of weeks so um, when you got receivers dropping balls that's also something to be concerned about although the Browns uh, pass defense is not the greatest uh, pass defense in the league I would say that's their biggest weakness and so it kind of plays into Big Ben's hands Uh, the one thing that makes me still think, you know, the Steelers probably got this. It's going to be easy for the Steelers. Dude, they rested some of their starters, and it was only a two-point two point game. 
And you're at home too. Yeah, that, that's what worries me. At home, and you knew what the stakes were. Like they already made the playoffs. You playing to get in the playoffs, and you only managed to beat them by two points. Like for me, if I'm a Browns fan, yeah, I'm feeling good, and I think like, oh, I like our chances against the Steelers. But at the same time, I'm kind of feeling some type of way that we only managed to beat them by two points against Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, let me just – Mason Rudolph had 315 yards through the air, two touchdowns and an interception. That's not even Big Ben. So you're telling me on Sunday night y'all going to be able to stop Big Ben from doing that? That's where, for me, I'm just – I don't know, Browns. Y'all better pick it up. No, let me let me just say something real quick. This is how they'll stop Big Ben. Like, didn't you just in the, earlier? Didn't you say they had the worst rushing offense, the Steelers? Oh yes. Right? Oh yes. Okay. So, and would you not call the Browns a decent rushing team? Chubbs, Hunt, oh, Baker, yeah, yeah. oh, oh they're yeah. a decent rushing team. My, oh, I look at the numbers, but my guess is the Browns are top fifteen in rushing. Oh no, they yeah. top three. They top they're three. Top, oh, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it. So, the key is. Getting time off the clock. I don't believe Big Ben is going to sling his way back and forth down the field if Baker and them don't don't give him time. Because, first of all, Big Ben's offense is overrated. Let me just say that right now. The receivers are overrated. I agree, I agree with that statement. I 100%. the best receiver over there, and Juju is overrated. Okay, and that's my boy out of Cali, but he has not done what he's supposed to have done ever since Antonio Brown left to have only 100 receiving yard game. And this man hasn't played in the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform for over two years. That's a disgrace. If you're talking about the main guy on the number one, the number one receiver. Yes. Yes. You know, so I think it's going to come down to time management on the game clock. If Baker can somehow Lean and stay on the field. Keep Big Ben off the field. The Browns can win, man. And I'll wrap it up with what I have to say right quick before we go on to the next topic. Uh, the Browns, with them being able to make it to the playoffs, is their first playoff exper- uh, appearance since 2002. Last time the Browns, the last time the Browns won a playoff game was in 1994. Do you guys know who the head coach was at that time for the Browns? Bill Belichick. Uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with that being said. Of course, this is also the first time that a Bill Belichick team has missed the playoffs with the Patriots um, dating back since 2000. So that just goes to show you, of course, how great Bill Belichick's reign has been. It also just goes you also goes to show you how long the Browns have have suffered, you know, for a very, very long time. So I'll say this when it comes to the Browns and, and Ishmael kind of didn't agree with me and I was, and the reason why I say it's a successful season for the Browns is because nobody expected the Browns to win 11 games. You feel me? That's so nobody expects the Browns to win the Super Bowl, but what I will say is you can at least build off of this season and going towards, you know, next year because even look, they're not most likely they're not going to win this game. But I do but they do have the recipe to be able to pull off of the upset because they are a divisional team. They can control the clock with their running game. And to be completely honest, the Steelers as an offense have the fourth, and I've saw it myself, they have the fourth worst rushing offense in their team history. This is a Pittsburgh Steelers team that has that is I'm sorry, franchise that is built on rushing the ball. And they cannot rush the ball. That's 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 something that worries me going into the playoffs. And they also drop too many passes, receivers and tight ends. Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, 
Most likely, weather might be a fact. Might be. We have to wait and see what happens uh, this weekend. But if the Browns come in and play a good game, I would not be surprised at all if the Browns pull off the upset against the Steelers. You know, but we'll have to wait and see who who we pick, who Ish and I pick on a pregame show this Saturday. So yeah, I, I I take the Browns. I'm we'll have right now. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> all right, Falcons versus Buccaneers. Uh, to be completely honest, I loved this game for the Buccaneers moving forward because, excuse me, I, I think for at least a week it quiets the doubters of Tom Brady and his team who he has around him because for the last three to four weeks, I mean, they've put 40 spots on people now. And I feel like their defense still needs to come together a little bit more. But we also have to remember as well, these are against non-playoff teams. When they are playing against teams that are play that are playoff teams, they are one in five. So I, that still does worry me. Uh, Dooley, they do play against your Washington football team in the first round. So let's go ahead and start it off with you on how you feel about not this game and also the first round matchup with your Washington football team. Yes, um, I would love to sit here and tell you that my boys had a chance, but they don't. Okay, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to come for blood. They're going to come to win. And I actually have them getting all the way to the NFC championship at the least. I wouldn't be and I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady found his way back in the Super Bowl. You know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. First of all, I just want to bring up some statistics from the game the other night. For God's sakes, A.B. had 11 receptions for 138 yards, two TDs. Chris Godwin had five receptions for 133 yards my man these aren't even the main the main receiver on the team is mike evans <laughs> but guys you got this offense rolling on all cylinders gronkowski the defense stepping up i'm here to tell you my guys that the tampa bay buccaneers are a very dangerous team and i would not want to run into them in the playoffs okay and i don't give a damn what who they run into? I don't care if it's the Packers. Tom Brady wins in cold weather. He'll go to Lambo. <laughs> Please. What Lambo? We'll oh. talk. We'll talk about that shortly. I'll let you finish. Okay. okay. And I and you know, so the Buccaneers, they pretty much showed that the, that they can win it all. And they showed that weeks ago. Yeah, you, you, you know, in my opinion. You know. But even though it came down to the uh uh they were only eleven and five, they could have finished ten and six. You know what I mean? You know, so still snuck in at ten. Would they have made the playoffs at ten and six? Um, yeah. it would have been. Let me see. Close, it would been, no, they would have. They probably would have made it. The Rams had. Were well, Rams were ten and six. The Bears at eight and eight. So I mean, they, they would have yeah. been fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They would have okay. either had the six or the seven seed, depending on you know who's in front of them. Right. Ish. Um, you know, I don't have much to say about this game. I already knew what how it was going to go. Uh, I disagree with Dooley from the standpoint of that they've shown for weeks now that they could go and win the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. I think that this the past two weeks have been the weeks where they've actually uh, come together as an offense and kind of proven a little bit more that they are an offense equipped. We knew they had the weapons, but we hadn't seen it gelled and working the way that it is working now. Um, and I think now that's a team to be scared of. The only question is going to be, is this defense going to be able to stop Aaron Rodgers um, and the Packers or potentially uh, Drew Brees and the Saints? 
Uh, that's depending if like Michael Mike Thomas comes back, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the defense is going to be the question. I don't think anybody's questioning his offense, the weapons or the pieces, um, or even the chemistry. Now, I think the question all comes down to, will this defense be the kind of defense that can take you to a Super Bowl? And that's to be seen. I just want to piggyback on everybody talking about Mike Evans right quick. Mike Evans is fine. He did get hurt in that game. He hyperextended his knee. He will be fine to be ready to go for the playoff game. He also is the only wide receiver in NFL history to start seven straight seasons with 1,000 yards receiving. That right there in itself is pretty pretty effing remarkable. I know it's a family show. I try to keep it, you know, keep the cussing down low. So that right there is a, it comes from a Texas boy. That came from our class, you know, our class of uh, receiver and group Ishmael. So shout out to Mike Evans on that one. And uh, for for the most part, I will say with this about the Buccaneers, I do believe in them. But like Ish said, if they have to run into the Saints, they did not beat them in a regular season. If you have to run into Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, this is not Tom Brady that has been playing in two months. Uh, Foxborough weather getting ready to play again in Green Bay. This is this is uh, Tampa Bay, and everybody's been in Tampa enjoying that weather over the last eight months. So I understand where you're coming from. You are correct. Uh, Tom Brady can do it in cold weather, but can the rest of the team do it as well? Right. That's fair. that's what we have to wait and see. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right. Let's go ahead and get on to this game. Honestly, ain't really too much to talk about the Jets and the uh, Patriots. Uh, I will say I was wrong because I thought I thought the Patriots were going to have a lackluster performance like they have been all uh, doing all year long, but they finished the season strong, beating the Jets twenty eight to fourteen. If you have anything to say about this one, nope. Pretty much went how I thought it was going to go. Um, Bill Belichick wasn't about to lose to the Jets. Dooley, not really. Um, uh, I understand. Let's go. New quarterback. That's about all I have to say. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one because uh, Jets and Patriots get ready for – I mean, Jets and Patriots get ready for that all season, and uh, we'll see you all next year. All right, Vikings and Lions. Uh, this game, again, pretty much went the way that it should have went, and both of these teams are playing for nothing. No playoffs for both of these teams, and honestly, good for both of them because they don't deserve it, especially the Vikings wasting all that money on Kirk Cousins and the Lions for getting rid of Jim Caldwell for Matt Patricia. So, ha, 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 y'all suck. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, nah. <laughs> All righty then. Let's go ahead and <coughs> excuse me. Let's go ahead and get into the Lamar Jacksons and the uh, against the the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Lamar Jackson, of course, took care of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, thirty-eight to three. I will say this: I want to talk about this with you, Ishmael. We talked about in the pre-show. We wanted to see more passing highlights instead of rushing highlights from from Lamar Jackson. We asked. And we received, sir. His first two touchdowns was in the air. The first touchdown he threw was a very beautiful 40-plus yard bomb in the air. Nice, nice pass. Kind of like Justin Fields in the, in the uh, semifinal game, correct? The oh, yeah. second game, threw it to a wide-open Hollywood Brown. Threw it a little low. Not going to nitpick because people say I'm hating. But I'm just saying, threw it a little low to a wide-open Hollywood Brown. So, Lamar is trying to, of course, establish that passing game, and I understand. But now the real test comes this weekend against well, the Tennessee Titans. So I would say that I agree with you from the standpoint of we did see a little bit more from him with the arm. I like that. I, I appreciated that. What I want to say to you, saying that this is the real test, 
I'm I actually think they lucked up with this matchup because this Titan defense is horrendous. This Titans defense, I don't know if they stop anybody. I put my daughter out there, she might run for 200 on them. So I'm <laughs> a little concerned about this matchup from an Oilers uh, standpoint because this is not the same t- defense that you had last year. This is a totally different defense. It is a worse defense. Um and it may end up in Lamar Jackson leading his team to um, to his first playoff victory. I don't know if I feel that way entirely yet. I'm not 100% sold on it. I still want to watch a little bit more film on that and see what I'm thinking the game plan might be. But I do think that, you know, from a Baltimore standpoint, you probably like this matchup more than any of the other matchups you could have had. Dooley? <clears throat> My man, I knew every your whole soliloquy in the beginning was to go back to this matchup this weekend. Okay. So, just so you know, I what I didn't know was that Tennessee defense sucks this year. It does. So, they rode Henry to the playoffs, which we expected, you know. So Can I can are you are you are you uh, can I can I stop you right there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, because you you hold up. These are two these are two young Fine African brothers that know their football, and for you, Dooley, for you to say that we rode our horse on Derrick Henry, I'm gonna need everybody to stop saying that because we have not one, but we also had another. We have also had two thousand yard receivers. Corey Davis missed a thousand yards by sixteen yards. We also had Juno so Smith. Had, so we, you had you had, you had two that's fine, and that's and that's perfectly fine. What I'm saying is this offense is not just Derrick Henry because if there if it was just Derrick Henry, because I saw this offense be just here, Derrick Henry two years ago, we would be seven and I'm nine and seven and barely making the playoffs like we did with Mariota. Right. I've seen I've seen this script before. This is a completely different offense, but I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you finish. So. Yeah, it's a completely different offense because Derrick Henry is now a two thousand yard back. <laughs> that is why it's a completely different. Okay. okay. And, and and my point is this: you stop Henry; those receivers on the back end mean nothing. That's what I'm saying. So if you wow. come out and you stop Henry, the Baltimore Ravens are winning that ball game. Wow! Very disrespectful. Wow. Very okay. disrespectful. I'll say this: I'm taking my I'm taking the Titans wide receiver core before I take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think I agree with that. Maybe, maybe. I take I take it again. You have Juju that's a number two trying to be a number one. Chase Claypool is not a number one. You and then you got uh uh, Washington who's a number two that can't can't catch the ball. And you got um and you got um Eric Ebron who can't consistently catch the balls. But again, if y'all want to take Pittsburgh because of the name, that's y'all more than welcome to do that. Anybody? Anything else? Anybody else got saying? Oh. Yeah, no, no, nothing else. No, we we oh, ready for we ready for the Ravens and uh, Oilers game. Oh, oh yeah, oh no, no, we're we're, we're ready because we want to see if this Tennessee team because their defense last year was much better. Matter of fact, you could argue, despite the fact they didn't win the division last year, you could argue they were a better team last year. That's I agree. Awesome. You know, but you I, I mean, again, you you telling me things I know, sir. Right. So Baltimore <laughs> arguably was a better team as well, though, last year. So it's like, let's see how it all matches. I agree. No, I, I agree on everything you're saying. I, I honestly feel like the Ravens might be a little better this year all around. Last year, I think they were successful because of the hype and success of Lamar, and it translated throughout the team. This year, it's 
we know what Lamar can do, but we need our defense to come along. Now that the defense has come along, now the offense is getting right where at the right time, and they look good compared to last year. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good good luck to your Titans, boss. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and ch- uh, talk about the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. And to be completely honest, honest, this was more like a sushi fest. They cut up to these dolphin tails and made some made some sushi out of the Dolphins. Where they uh, killed them by thirty points. Uh, the Buffalo Bills put up a fifty six spot on the Miami Dolphins and speak for your boys, X. Hey, to be honest with you, I feel like the uh, Dolphins might have did something to their moms or their girlfriends before this game because they they the Buffalo Bills puts it on them personally. Like I don't know what happened, but uh, did the Dolphins say something to y'all, Buffalo? Like what what what's going on? I need to know because ooh, I knew the Bills gonna win, but woo. As you can see, I, I picked the Bills, but I ain't got nothing to say on this one, though. Honestly, I really don't. I mean, I just I have something to say. The Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo, not the Buffalo Bills of old. They're the Buffalo Bills of new, and they're letting everybody know we're the real deal. And I also, who does Buffalo play this weekend? Who do they play? Because good God, whoever they, I don't give a damn. They're playing, playing the Colts. They're playing. They're playing the Colts at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're playing the who? They're playing the Colts at it home. It don't matter because it's a win. That's okay, very true. Okay. 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 The Col- uh, yeah. I like Buffalo in that matchup. I like Buffalo in that matchup. The Colts barely made the playoffs. The Colts still trying to figure it out. Good job. They had a good record. Phillip did his thing, but Phillip is not proven. And Phillip is also one of my favorite quarterbacks, but he just does not know how to get it done in the playoffs. Because so- he's a bum. So I'm gonna have to ride with the young buck in Josh Allen, to, uh, and it's in Buffalo. I'm guessing, right? Yes, sir. Oh, it, it's really finished. The Colts don't play outside. Good job. They're done. <clears throat> Bills twenty eight. Colts six. <clears throat> okay, six. Um, okay. I'm not gonna six. go that far and make my. Yeah, we gonna wait. We gonna wait till Saturday wait. to do the picks. But um, I do want to say that um, I agree with you, Dooley. That uh, the Buffalo is not the Buffalo old. I I'm just a little saddened that X didn't speak up a little bit more for his boys that he thought were going to beat the Bills in the, for the AFC East because the Bills came out here and let it be known who runs the AFC East. And I also think that they came out and they declared themselves the second best team in the AFC. I think that they have distanced themselves like we thought the Steelers of the Steelers and the Chiefs earlier in the season. I think the Bills and the Chiefs have distanced themselves from the rest of the pack. I think it's the, the two teams, the Bills and the Steelers, um, the Bills and the Chiefs, and then everybody else. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. I respect I it. See the Ravens versus the Bills. Just for the record, I love. I love to see Lamar versus the Bills. Just we need to for, see that. for what? So Lamar can lose another playoff game? Like what you want to see I, that for? I, 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 hold on, hold on. Josh Allen and then what? They they lost their first game last year too. Didn't yes, they? yes, they lost to the Texans okay. last year. Josh Allen was out here trying to flip the ball back to people and stuff. Yeah, he was right, okay. stuff. and Lamar had a bad game throwing against the bum. But they didn't have Stephon Diggs. He didn't have no bum game. He had a he had a from last time I checked. Everybody at Raven fans want to talk about how his four hundred yards, all purpose yards, are so great. If they were so great, it should have translated to a win. It's good. He goes so he again. I, I'm tired of the excuses for people. I really am. All these yardage and all this and all that, like shut up and go get a win, like this guy did, Aaron that man Rodgers. You know plenty, plenty uh, about him, that man Dooley. When it comes to being a bad man, and of course, uh, the Packers took care of the Bears like they normally do. And just a little 
A uh, fun fact, the Packers have never lost a season-ending game to the Bears. So, ending the season, if they play the Bears, they, they have not they lost win. ever. Yeah. So, wow. I went ahead, took the odds on that one, picked the Packers, won that game. And we are, we're going to get into the playoffs shortly and talk about that. But I will say this. On the NFC side, to be completely honest, it's it's the Packers. Uh, I, I know we talked about a little bit about Tampa Bay and stuff, but it's the Packers' conference to lose, if, especially with everything running through Lambeau. If Aaron Rodgers is not able to make it to a Super Bowl this year, I'll be honest with you, man. It's we might not be able to see him in another Super Bowl, you know, just because of the parity of the NFC. You know, we've seen the last three or four years has been different teams, right? So, the Green Bay as a franchise, it seems like it doesn't want to help Aaron Rodgers get to the pinnacle every year. And now that he's finally back, will it be the last time we get to see him play? In the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. In the, in the Super, Super Bowl? Yes. I don't know that they're going to make the Super Bowl, but um, I think that they did exactly what they needed to do in winning this game because you want, if you're a Packers fan, if you're a part of the Packers organization, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you want the NFC to go through Lambeau. And they succeeded in getting that done here. I would argue, though, Lambeau has lost that mystique. I don't think Lambeau is as scary as people want to make it out to be as it used to be. Um but I do think that playing in that cold weather will help them just from the standpoint of the teams that are, I think, their closest contenders, the Saints and the Buccaneers, are not teams that you traditionally think of going to play up north and win some of these games where it might be a full-on you know, snowstorm or whatever. So from that standpoint, they did exactly what they needed to do. I still have concerns about this defense. I don't necessarily think this defense is a championship caliber defense. I think that they're a good defense, but I don't think they're championship caliber. And I fear when if they have to play Tampa Bay, I fear what happens against that offense. I also fear what happens against uh, the Saints if they got to play them. Alvin Kamara, I mean, we got to remember, he just had a huge game. It looks like he's starting to uh, hit the stride that he needs to hit. And they did that without Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas still has to come back. So that Saints offense isn't some offense to disqualify. Um, I think that, you know, I like what happened here in this game. The Bears still made the playoffs. I think the Bears can make some noise, potentially. They got a tough matchup against the Saints. But, you know, that defense, I don't know if I necessarily discount that defense. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Dooley? Yeah, Rodgers only won it. Um, first of all, he's my guy, but – he 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 always, he runs a great offense, but the year he won it, let's not forget he also had a great yeah, great defense. Is correct. You know, um, you know he hasn't quite had that defense ever since. Yet he hasn't been able to get his team over the hump based off his own arm and his offense, which we've seen quarterbacks do. We've seen Peyton Manning, quarterbacks of Rogers caliber, take teams to the Super Bowl based off the offense. Rogers mm-hmm. hasn't been proven to do that. So with the defense not playing as well, then you add Green Bay has lost its mystique, especially without the fans. You know, let the let the fans be there first before we really call the place Lambo. You know, but yes, it is going to be freezing cold. But also going back to Drew Brees, Rodgers, and um, Brady, the top three quarterbacks when it comes to legend of legend in the NFL right now. Those three are the top three legends still playing professional football, okay? Rodgers, Breeze, Brady. 
there's only one of them that have gone to multiples. For God's sakes, Breeze and Rodgers' whole career, can you believe they've only been to two Super Bowls combined? One of them, but just two? E? It just it doesn't sit right with me. They're just too great. But it just goes to show you that for those types of quarterbacks, you need an elite defense. Tom Brady doesn't always get in with an elite defense. Tom Brady's out of his nine Super Bowls. Some years he has a great defense. Some years he doesn't have a great defense in the Super Bowl. Majority but, years he have a pretty good defense. But, but that's that's, that's, that's that you you're in that too. So again, we can we can we can we can discuss that another time. But yeah, I got okay. you. Okay. I got you. I got yeah. you though. But yeah, yeah so, we can we can definitely say uh, Bill Belichick is a defensive mastermind that helps him get to the Super Bowl every year. We can definitely say that because that's right. true. Right. Going back to uh, uh, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, and uh, all those types of. Mm, we'll go with Belichick. We'll go with Belichick. We're you not know. we're not putting Charlie Weiss in there. Well, we'll do it. No, we're not doing that. Hey, nope. Romeo nope. Defensive coordinator. Give the black guy some credit. Thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, so now when you so I'll give it to Todd Bowles before I give it to Roman Cornell. But continue and Herm Edwards continue. Okay, so he sucked as the Browns head coach. He sucks as a Texans head coach, too. Okay, yeah. yeah he's not head coach material. But At all. It's okay. Don't disrespect his coordinatorship. He's a he's a head sandwich maker. Okay. You know, he, can make, he can make a hell of a sandwiches. Looking Thank like you. Andy Green. Boy, shit. Just like Andy. <laughs> hey. Hey, shout out to Kirk Jones checking out. He said, uh, props out to the sports plug. I'm a first time listener. I will be tuning in. I appreciate that, Kirk. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll go ahead and get to the back to the West Coast Seahawks versus 49ers. Seahawks, hey, they were slipping a little bit in the beginning of this game. The the 49ers had a a nice 10 point lead over the Seahawks at one point in time. And I really thought the 49ers were going to be able to pull it off. But as we know, Danger Russ went ahead and did what he did and took and took care of this game and, and ended up winning uh, 26 to 23. And with this type of win, do we feel like the Seahawks could get some type of momentum moving forward? Because the same way we talked about with Aaron Rodgers, when it comes to moving the ball without having a great defense, it's kind of the same way with Russell Wilson as well in, in Seattle. The only reasons why Russell Wilson's been able to make the Super Bowl is because he's had great defenses, correct? This uh-huh. is his first time to be able to pr- prove to everybody that he can do it on his own. And that was happen- That was what was going on in the beginning of this regular season. Everybody was saying, this is a new Russ. Russ is cooking. You know, he was throwing 20 touchdowns, no interceptions. A lot of that stuff calmed down. Now Russ can be able to, com- you know, bring his troops into battle in this playoff battle that he's done for the last four or last, I'm sorry, five, six, seven years, but now with a crew that's looking at him for advice, the next step, what we got to do moving forward, because that just five years ago, he was looking at LOB, you know, he's looking at Marshawn Lynch, he was looking at those veteran guys that was on the that was on the Seattle Seattle Seahawks team at that time for leadership. Now it's on Russ, so it'll be very interesting to see the Seahawks going to the playoffs and uh, Russell Wilson leading the way. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think you just totally overlooked the fact that, bro, they gotta g- get past that first round matchup against their divisional foe, the Rams. I mean, I understand they beat the Rams in week 16, 20 to nine, but I think that had more to do with the Rams lack of offense or their, um, you know, their 
up up and down kind of nature and rather than you know that seahawks defense really coming out and making a statement so i'm a little bit more concerned about this first round matchup for them you still got aaron donald to deal with you still got um jalen ramsey out there locking up tk metcalf so my question is going to be are they going to be able to get through the first round do we really see them doing what they need to do to get past this rams because Although the Rams didn't finish the season so strong, um, they still have an elite defense that I would say if you had a better offense on the Rams, we might be talking about the Rams being up there competing for the NFC Championship. One thing I will say before we get to you, Dooley, right quick. We talked about home field advantage, especially in the NFC. Dooley, you said that Lambeau isn't what Lambeau is without the fans. I agree, but I disagree because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the difference between Lambeau and New Orleans, if they were to play everything in New Orleans, is that what makes the Superdome the Superdome is the fans. What makes Lambeau Field Lambeau Field is the weather. So with that being said, what I'm saying is that, yes, you are correct that Lambeau probably does not have the same mystique as it used to with Brett Favre and early Aaron Rodgers. But because of a team like Tampa Bay going to Green Bay, or even Seattle having to go to Green Bay, or of course New Orleans. Think about Drew Brees with his 11 ribs over the last six weeks, having to having to breathe in and out that 30, 25 degree weather for for three and a half hours. I think again that's something that we will have to pay attention to moving forward. My bad to cut you off, Dooley. It's okay. I mean, and we're just gonna have to see because once again, if Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if that matchup happens. Uh, the the pack don't want that. The pack does not want that to happen. We, I want to see it. We, we we gotta wait and see it. They don't want the poise of Tom. I see Breeze going to Lambo. Breeze, yeah, Breeze as great as he is. I don't see him going to Lambo and beating Rogers. He's not that great. Now, Sir Thomas, that's a different conversation. But earlier you had made a statement bringing up um you know Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence you know um but I get where you were going with that as far I as I mean are, hold on hold on is that disrespectful are you saying I'm disrespectful for doing this oh that is disrespect I, explain 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 Russell Wilson has been a two has been a two Super Bowls Aaron Rodgers has been the one just like you said you it, it make you feel type of way that Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees only been a two Russell Wilson has been a two sir hold on, hold on. Let, let he should have won two if they would have ran the damn ball Russell Wilson had arguably the best defense of all time. That's arguably. That's understand. That's understandable. Continue. That's eighty-five Bears, but continue. Number 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 two. They didn't get there because of his arm. Roger got there because of Rogers got there because of his arm, his dominant offense, and a great defense. Russell got there because of a dominant defense and a running game. Russell Wilson didn't sling nobody anywhere. Let's get, let's get there. So when you put Russell Wilson in the same conversation with Aaron Rodgers, blasphemy. It's just blasphemy. Okay. Blasphemy. All right. I mean, I respect. Hey, I respect. Ish, ish. There's, I mean, there's, there's an argument that can be made. Like you said, he's been to two Super Bowls, but I do kind of agree with Dooley in the sense that. Bro, the running game up until this year, they have not allowed Russ to cook like we've seen Russ cook this year. Now, if he makes it to the Super Bowl this year, you may say they got there because of Russell Westbrook, um, Russell uh, Wilson, Wilson. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, as opposed to previously, I would have said they got there 
in spite of Russell Wilson, because I think that he just managed the team to get there. I don't think that he did anything spectacular those two years they made the Super Bowl. So could have ran the season. Relax, relax, relax. We not doing that. Relax. No, we not doing that. You being not now you being disrespectful. We not doing that, Dooley. The 2000 Ravens that won the Super Bowl had arguably another top defense in NFL history. Yes, that's Maybe very true. Better than the Seahawks. Trent Dilfer ran them. Trent Dilfer, the offense wasn't great. He managed the game. They won the damn Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, Trent Dilfer. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. And somebody else could have won the Dooley, we going yeah, go to the next topic because we're right not now. doing it. We're not doing this. You're you being real disrespectful right now. Yeah, In the yeah. words of my friend Gregory Turner, respectfully, you being real disrespectful. Okay? We're not doing this. Matt Ryan could have won it with them. <laughs> with the Seahawks. Well, Matt Ryan also had a damn 20-point oh, lead in the Super Bowl and lost that shit. So that's another story for another day. Oh, this oh to the same Sir Thomas Brady that Russell Wilson lost to. Oh, okay, continue. <clears throat> Anyways, also oh, Kirk Jones says he's a Washington football team, longtime fan. He says he's old school. So hey, dude, you got you another too, Washington football too, fan out here in these streets. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all out here. Y'all out here. Kirk, that man Dooley, baby. Let him know. Shout it out. Shout it out. Yes, sir. All right, Cardinals versus Rams. This was the other NFC West matchup. Uh, all the Cardinals had to do. Win and you get in, but Ish and I talked about on the pregame show. He felt like, and also as what I felt as well. Oh yeah, Rams were not. Go- I mean, the Cardinals were not going to be able to put uh, put it all together and win. And unfortunately, Kyler Murray did get hurt, limped off the field, um, and that all. To- all I'm sorry, that ultimately was their demise when it comes to losing this game because without Kyler Murray, their offense was pretty stagnant. And even the Rams had to start their backup quarterback and ended up pulling out this this win, 18-7. Um, with this, it's, I, I want to say, is the Cardinals' season, is it a disappointment? Is it... Is it something to build off? Like what? what how we? How do we judge this eight oh, and eight season with the Cardinals because of all of the hype that came in with DeAndre Hopkins, with everything that they brought in with this season? How do we? How do we rate this Cardinals season? I rated a good season. First of all, your young quarterback Kyler Murray still gave it to the best receiver in the league. Yes, I said it. I say it again. The best receiver in the football National Football League. <laughs> you know, DeAndre. You know, the man who drops nothing. The man who'll catch it with his eyes blindfolded. You I know, agree with that. You can't beat that. Not even with speed and height. You can't beat a man that will catch the ball blindfolded. Anyways, <clears throat> so you 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 got Kyler Murray, the young quarterback. Poised, bright future. This season was definitely not a waste. I see a bright future for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler and Kyler and DeAndre are figuring it out together. They're meshing. I see the chemistry. You know. Oh, Ish, stop! What you looking at me like that for? Ish? Let them know, Ish. Let them know. Go ahead. I am here, right now, on January fourth, twenty twenty-one. I'm calling for uh, my man's job. Uh, what's his name? Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff already. Cliff gotta go, bro. You, you taking Cliff Bar out of the gave Anthony uh. Lynn, who had a twelve and four season with the Chargers. You're gonna fire him in L.A. after two seasons, after you know, after three seasons or so. 
you gonna let Cliff King this team they should be disappointed. This is a poor season. They should be disappointed. They should have made the playoffs. They lost games that they should not have lost, and that is the reason why they should be completely disappointed. Man, can we just talk about let me just look through this real quick? They lost to the Lions, the Detroit Lions. They lost that game. That's 20. a bad loss. That's a bad loss right there. They lost to the Carolina Panthers 31 to 21. Aren't you looking stupid now? They lost to the Miami Dolphins, which at the time they were playing well. That's a good, that's a good loss. That's a good that's loss. Fine. The Seahawks, that's fine. They lost to the New England Patriots, which I would argue is the loss that put them out of the playoffs because we talked about it that week. We they did. needed to go in there and do handle their business. That's a and they did not. And they, a playoff team, and they did not, and they are not a playoff team. This is a disappointing season. Some of those those losses that we just went through, the Patriots, the Panthers, that is inexcusable. I can, am sorry. Cliff can, I, no. can I also say something as well? If it wasn't for that Hail Mary catch from DeAndre Hopkins, they also should have lost to the Bills. You're going to lose another one. So, I mean, come on, man. So they really probably could have been 7-9, and nine, you know, and not even been a playoff contention in the first place, they but they the ended up 8-8. 8-8. Oh, come on. Eight eight. Young, they didn't have a dominant defense. They have a young quarterback. What? I mean, I you pay. Okay, first of all, you have a pretty decent defense. You, you paid all that money to Buda Baker in, in the offseason. You also draft. You also draft Isaiah Simmons, who is one hell of a defensive player for Clemson, and he was and he and he to me was supposed to be their Tyron Matthew, but a little bit of bigger size when Tyron Matthew was there for the Cardinals. And also, you still have Patrick Peterson. So let's not disrespect that Cardinals defense. That Cardinals defense comes to play every every damn year, and that's a good defense. So again, we're not going to act like the Cardinals did not have weapons on both sides of the ball. I feel like it came down to lack of experience, mainly from the coaching side, and also this is honestly ish, and I know I know you might be mad at me for for saying this, but. This is a good year for them to learn from this year moving forward. They're not going to get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. This is Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Mediocre in college. I agree with you, but guess what? We don't we don't pay the coaches nor that we don't pay the coaches or pick the coaches. So what I'm saying is what what they can expect moving. Arizona have no problems with being mediocre because over the last 15 years they at least went to a Super Bowl. They can hang their hats on that. They have a new not a new stadium, but they have a stadium that people actually. You know, not besides care to come watch, but they have money bring in from college and, of course, the pro games. What I'm getting at is the Cardinals are okay with waiting and waiting their opportunity to run, make a Super Bowl run in the next year or two. What? What I'm what I'm saying is they're not they're not worried about this year because they they can they know that they can go to the Super Bowl in two or three years because it's actually happened with them with Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. Cliff Kingsbury need to go. And that was my. That was what I got. From we'll, this. we'll see what Lee has to say about. It. He says I 100 agree with Ish. They needed to make the playoffs to prove anything. To lose Patrick Peterson, Larry Fitz, Keon Drake, and three starting offensive linemen in free agency next year. I feel like they will downgrade unless they somehow pull in major free agents. And also, I was I was gonna say that about Larry Fitzgerald as well. Let's make sure that we all also give a silent clap to the OG Larry Fitzgerald. He is retiring after 17 seasons. 
uh, easily he will be a second round, a second uh, ballot Hall of Famer. Because if T.O. is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then that means Larry Fitzgerald should not be a first round, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I said it here on the Sports Plug. I do not care how anybody feels about it. That is just how the Hall of Fame want to be hoes, and I'm gonna continue to oh be a hoe God. because you're not gonna let Larry Fitzgerald in first and let's not let T.O. in. But continue. Let's move on. All righty then, hoe ass Hall of Fame. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, they gonna uh, see me. Hall of Fame gonna see me. Hey, when he's, what's up? Okay, no, 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 no. I, I had a comment, but we can move on. You good? You good? All right. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about this Titans and Texans game right quick, and we'll go ahead and move on um, to the other AFC South game with the Jags and Colts. This game was a little bit closer and tighter than I thought and wanted it to be, but that is just how the Titans play when it, when they want to play with my emotions towards the end of the seasons and. They uh, got through the Texans in a nail-biter. And uh, I'm going to give you all a quick little story time right quick. It's going to take me about a minute to, to tell you all this story. So I'm at the Houston Te- Houston Texans and Titans game uh, yesterday with my beautiful fiance. And I saw you waving the flag. Of course. You know I had to represent. And at the time that the Texans kicked the field goal to tie the game at 38, I needed to go use the restroom. So I told myself, it most likely we're going to overtime because this is, this is some bull crap and we're going to go ahead and go use the restroom and come back. I go to the restroom and of course if you've been in any major stadium or whatnot you know that they have TVs and, and the announcements going on while you're in the restroom. So I'm using the restroom and all of a sudden I hear a, a pass thrown from Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown. Now the Titans are in field goal range. I run from the restroom. I slip in the restroom and bust my ass. <laughs> oh, I have the I have the bone bruise to prove it. And that's not the funny thing. The funny thing is this. That is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. <laughs> I did not expect anybody in that restroom at that point in time to know who I was until I heard, "Damn, X, I saw that." Oh, wow. I turn around and I look and I see it's one of one of my good friends I play high school football against with. And we also, I used to work out with him, with my boy Vince and whatnot. And for him to be that guy to see me fall and bust my ass, of course, of course, the one guy in Houston that actually knows me is six million people in here in Houston. But all of a sudden, the one person in the one restroom in the one section in Houston, the Houston Texans NRG Stadium, he he knows who I am. It was it was it was a humbling experience because once I got back up. I went outside and I saw because I was in the club section. I went outside the doors and I saw that, of course, we was on the field goal. We was in field goal range. We kicked the field goal, dunk off the off the upright. We of course went forty one thirty eight. I of course hobble a little bit outside of NRG, but I feel so good because we are now division champs for the first time since two thousand and eight. And this is something that, as as Titan fans, we've been waiting for for about four to five years now, but we are not done yet. This is just part one. We play the Ravens, and we'll talk about that in another about 10 more minutes uh, going to the playoffs. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. I know y'all want to say something about my Titans, so go ahead, Mr. Piggyback, Derrick Henry uh, Dooley, since you want to talk about Derrick Henry so much. I mean, good job, actually. You guys beat one of the top five worst teams in the league. Okay, how many wins did the Texans have? Thank you, thank you, Dooley. Thank you. They have three wins. Thank you, though, Dooley. Oh, good job. Good job, guys. You're off to the playoffs, okay? Good luck with Lamar, and we're, we're going to see what it is. Like you said, we'll talk about the playoffs in a little bit. Yeah. I really don't have much to say about this game. I just feel sorry for Deshaun Watson. That kid deserves better. 
That's about that. All right. Uh, let yeah. me get to the comments right quick. Uh, Dark Age ninety one seventeen on Twitch says, "I'm going to make a bold prediction for this playoffs this year, but I tend to make a very bold prediction that sometimes happens." All right. The Bills will win the Super Bowl this year against the Packers. Make a note of this. I said in 2020, Tampa, Ver Tampa and Los Angeles will be will be in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry, will be in the World Series we got, and it happens. So I'm calling Bills Packers Super Bowl this year. All right, we'll go ahead and mark that down. Dark Age, yeah, uh, appreciate you for tuning into the show. This is the first time I've ever seen a comment from Dark Age. So I appreciate that, and we'll definitely uh, take a note of that because that's very interesting. I, uh, Bills Packers, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It'd be an interesting game. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Ish, you got anything to say before we move on to the other AFC game? I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Please trade that man so he can go somewhere where he can actually have a uh, team to play around him as opposed to this joke that is the Houston Texans organization. I will say this, and if you go and check out Doug Glotley, I can't say his last name correctly, but Glottley. there you go. What he did say is he doesn't feel bad for Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson decided to sign that big contract that did not let Hey, this is what he's saying. That did not allow that did not allow the Houston organization to go out and go get other players or whatnot to help him as a team. I don't think that's very true. And that's very and I don't think that's that's very um I don't think that's something that you can put on Deshaun Watson because he was going to get his bag. You have to, of course, blame Bill O'Brien. That's the first person you have to blame with why the Texans are who where he's they the are. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Wiesenthal on Twitch says, I agree on a prediction, but the Packers will, in fact, be the champs. We will see as well on that one. All right, Jaguars and Colts. Of course, the Colts took care of the Jaguars, leaving the Jaguars' season record at 1-15. Um, the Colts play the Bills, and again, we will get in that real soon. Um, do we see anything from the Colts in this game that can help you at Dooley, I'm talking to you, and, and see Ishmael's kind of tired of talking about the Colts. Um, do you see anything with the Colts moving forward that can maybe might see pull off the upset against the Bills in the first round? Well, you know, I, like I, I don't blame Ish. I really didn't feel like talking about this. I was hoping you didn't come to me. But shout out, my, my bad. I was gonna say shout out to Lorenzo Guy. He asked you why why bro sitting there like that like a statue. The reason why you're sitting there like a statue is because you're obviously tired of talking about these teams. But continue. Yeah, so like I was saying, man, when it comes to the Jaguars versus the Colts, I mean the Colts, honestly, Phillip Rivers, like I said, he's not a playoff quarterback. He never was, you know, never will be, you know. So I got the young Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills taking care of business this weekend, okay? That's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Or should I say, gentlemen? But then again, there may be ladies watching. So we'll we see. got women out here watching too. Trust me, we we get, we love everybody out here, men, women, all races, all everything. We want everybody to come and watch the show. Ish, you got anything to say about this little no this little match? No, I don't, I I don't, don't either. Have anything to say about this news? I got you. Man, move along. Right, next topic. I agree. I agree. All right, let's go ahead and get on to. A matchup that disappointed me a little bit because, of course, the Raiders show up when we don't want to pick them, and then when we do pick them, they don't show up. And just another classic case of the Raiders being the Raiders. Now, to be completely honest, the biggest story of this game is actually this morning with the news that come out about Josh Jacobs, unfortunately, getting arrested, a DUI charge. Um, apparently, <laughs> he crashed his vehicle at the airport, uh, at the airport tunnel in Vegas. And uh, had to get arrested. He got let out on bail. He has mar he has court March eighth. 
But for the Raiders to have this mediocre year and then for it to end the way that it just did with literally their best, probably their best offensive player. I'm not even going to add Derek Carr. It's Josh Jacobs, their best offensive player. For that to happen, I mean, honestly, that that that's that's the Raiders' season in a nutshell right there. Honestly, right? The Raiders had the most disappointing season this year, hands down. Not like we were just talking about the Cardinals being eight and eight. The Raiders should have made the playoffs out the Raiders and the Cardinals, you know, and that's hands down. The Raiders started six and three. Okay. The Raiders are like, honestly, the fact the Raiders ended up eight and eight after being six and three, it just, that's typical Raider football. (laughs) Okay. Like, it's just so sad to me. Like, the Raiders were one team that should have made the playoffs that did not make the playoffs. You know, but leave leave it up to the Raiders, huh? Good job beating the Broncos and last game of the season. Nobody cares. The, you know, I mean, like, I don't care about either of the Chiefs' stepchildren in this division. Um, Drew Locke did perform well, so he put on his bag. He did his thing. Um, but the reports are coming out that the Broncos are going to hire a GM. John Elway will stay the president of football operations, but they're going to hire a GM. So maybe things are looking up in Denver. And I'm happy that you brought that up because, yes, I I was going to talk about that as well. And we talked about that when it comes to John Elway not being as great of a talent of, at a, of, of, I'm sorry, evaluator as he thought he would be at the quarterback position. And, and it also goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars with Shaq Khan uh, I heard him speak about how moving forward he was going to be in charge of the roster of the of the team, and I feel like people that have money that are rich billionaires, they feel like whatever they touch can turn to gold. They don't even need to know anything. They can just do. They can just be a part of it, and it's going to be successful. Some of these owners need to seriously, like Jerry Jones, pay somebody to put that person in charge so they can take care of what they need to take care of for you because y'all obviously don't know what the hell y'all are doing. And maybe John Elway may have woke up a little bit and said, you know what, I might have been wrong for the six, seven, eight, nine, ten time and let me put somebody else in there to know what the hell they're doing. So we have to wait and see. Weezy also asks, where can I get merch? I promise you, Weezy, it will be coming out soon. I promise y'all, I got y'all. All All right, Chargers and Chiefs. This game, of course, didn't go the way that we thought it was going to go, but because the Chiefs did sell out of their players out, it is what it is. Doesn't hurt the Chiefs. Chiefs, of course, still have the number one seed moving forward. In the AFC, everything runs through Arrowhead. So that'll be exciting to see how everything pans out with that. Uh, Dooley. Um, oh, also, my bad. I, I apologize. Also, of course, the the news that Anthony Lynn has been fired for the L.A. Chargers. That came out today as well. And that's something that I spoke on this show for the last six weeks, saying that Anthony Lynn was going to lose his job. And it is unfortunate that he did because, and we'll get to, we'll let Ish speak after I, I'm doing when it comes to, he feels like Anthony Lynn did not get enough time to adequately form this team the way he needed to i agree but when it comes to the nfl and wanting to win now i look at the Chargers the same way i look at the arizona cardinals when it comes to they drafted josh rosen and they had they had their coach at the time they got rid of that and they started over with cliff Kingsbury and and kyler murray and i see the same thing happening with the chargers when it comes to getting justin herbert and they're going to get a coach in there that wants to coach justin herbert to his full potential 
Um, oh, it's my turn. Yes, sir. I'm disgusted with the Chargers. I am disgusted. Let me just read this real uh, this little fact to y'all real quick. Lorenzo, yeah, you need some help, bro. As long as you know, Lorenzo. Thank you for the puns. Um, let me just read this that Adam Schefter tweeted out uh, just yesterday. Yes, sir. Few coaches have had to overcome more players lost to injury than Chargers Anthony Lynn. Entering the game yesterday, um, the Chiefs, Chargers, and players projected to start on the opening day have combined to miss 109 games. The Chargers players uh, that were projected to start this season have combined to miss 109 games. That's one of the highest totals in the league. This man was given a team, and then the team disappeared on him. Not because of him. Because everybody got hurt, COVID, whatever. He had no team. And they still managed to do what they did. They were, what, seven and nine? And you get rid of this man who just a couple years ago had your team at 12 and four with Phillip Rivers, who we were just talking about, is not a playoff quarterback. And we have seen this. Like, this is exactly the problem with some of these organizations. You got a guy that if you give him the time, they're going to do what they need to do. The fact that they were 7-9 and nine, despite all the injuries this year should be a testament to how he prepares his teams to come out and play. And they fin- not to mention they finished the season with four straight wins. So what are y'all asking for over here? He's finishing strong. That's what you want to see from a guy. Give him the chance to move into the next season. But, no, you get rid of him. Why? Because you're going to try to go get some quarterback guru or some offensive coach from somewhere, whatever. I'm disappointed in this move. I thought he did enough to retain his job at least for one more season, even with some of the mistakes that were made to cost them games earlier in the season. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. The Chargers, you're going to continue to be stepchildren in the division anyway, so nobody really cares. I don't agree with being stepchildren. They're stepchildren. Them and the other two stepchildren, I don't even care about them. I got you, but I will say this. The Chargers at least have their quarterback. They have they have ones where everybody get back off of injury. They have some decent defense. Denver said that they too. have. Look, Denver's a different oh, situation. At least, hey, at least Denver has won, gone to Super Bowls too over the last fifteen years as well. So at least they can hang their hat on that. The Chargers, at least they're moving. It looks like they're moving in the right direction with what they have yeah, on the field. Least. At least we have to wait and see when it comes to the new coach they bring in. What happens with that? And we'll, again, we'll talk about that shortly as well with new coaches and, and uh, OCs making uh, moves. Dooley, you have anything to say about this game before we move forward? Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then, Saints and Panthers. Of course, Saints took care of the Panthers 33-7. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest thing about this game, to be honest, is Teddy Bridgewater – Yep, and, and I know I, you, you, I know you're waiting on that. Man. Bridgewater got hurt, and PJ uh PJ Walker had to come and fill in for Teddy Bridgewater, and that's something we have to look forward to. I mean, look at moving forward is what the Carolina Panthers as an organization going to do with their the makeup of their team, you know, and it all starts with the owner. What are they going to do with the GM? And the GM, what are they going to do with the coach? And then. And then whoever coach they bring in, what are they going to do with the actual coach coaching the team? So it's going to be a lot of question marks for that Panthers organization moving forward. The Saints, of course, took care of business. The biggest question marks I have for the Saints is what are they going to do moving? Uh, how are they going to move their offense along with a hurt Drew Brees 
in the playoffs? That is my questions I have with the Saints. Dude, let's go ahead and start you off. Oh, um, no. Well, honestly, as far as, like, the Saints go, I, you know, the fact they have a good, a great defense is something Drew never really had, you know. Drew never really had, even though the year Drew won the Super Bowl, they had a good defense. But the fact they have a great defense, but the, it hurts me because Drew's hurt. So it's like, what chance do they really have based off the de- based off the defense alone, you know? But, man, I really don't know about the Saints. It's it's funny. They're such a wild card because, they honestly, they have the best defense in the playoffs and on the NFC side, I think. Or top two, top three? No. I mean, you, you tell me. I mean, you tell it's me. The Ram, it's the Rams, then the, the, the Buccaneers. Football team, um, and then the Saints. Okay. Okay. See? So, are you disrespecting the Buccaneers defense? See? I knew they were up there. Um, yeah, whatever. I, I, knew they were, I knew they were up there. See, and that's that's another thing. Uh-oh. The Buccaneers have a top defense in the playoffs? Mm, we weren't discussing that. Because you didn't know about it. So, how are we going to discuss something you don't know about? I mean, hey, hey. That's when you come I on a sports plug, you better go do your research before you come on here, son. That's what that's what you hey hey well then why are you guys denying the pack the Buccaneers damn near win winning winning the whole NFC again like, no they're not because they, they go to Lambeau and they from a warm weather state and they come up to Lambeau we're gonna wait and see Dooley we ain't gonna we ain't gonna give people nothing on paper we ain't do not do that around here we don't do that right here you go play the game no warm weather team has ever beat a hot weather team is that what I didn't say that I didn't say that what I said is what I said is we gotta wait until they play the game here y'all go here, here Dooley go and no, no, no. See, you make the call. You got to wait till they play. I'm telling you right now that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going. If that matchup ends up happening, the Packers don't want that. And if they lose, and if and if Tampa lose to the Washington football team in week one, then what? Uh, you mm. mean in the playoffs? In the playoffs? Yes, game. in week one. Yes, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, then, then, then shut your mouth because that's what it, that's what's going to happen. Shut your mouth. That's what's going to happen. The Washington football team will not beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not happening. All okay. right. All right. We're going to wait and see. All right. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the playoff matchups because I know, let's be real. I think we're all tired of having to talk about these irrelevant teams that don't matter anymore because we are now finally in the first week of Super Wild Card Weekend. The first time this has ever happened in NFL history. We all want to be witnessing history on Saturday and Sunday. Three wild card games each day, Saturday and Sunday, starting at 1 o'clock. First game first, of course, is the Colts at Buffalo. We'll be on CBS. Uh, We will have our picks on Saturday. We'll do a show, Ish and I, and Dooley as well, if he's able to join us. We'll do a show around 10 o'clock on on Saturday. It'll be about a 30-minute show to discuss our picks, and then we'll do a recap show on Monday to to talk about the post uh, the pre I'm sorry the postseason games as well on Monday. And uh, for this game, uh, Ish, let's go ahead and start you off. Um, Matt, I think gonna, what are we What are we looking for in this game? I mean, really, what you're looking for in this game is you're looking to see is Philip Rivers going to be consistent enough, and um, is he going to have the poise to be able to play in Buffalo um, against that defense? It's a pretty dis- decent defense. And then, what can that uh, Indianapolis defense, who I think is a little flying a little under the radar, what can that defense do against uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and you know this 
really high-powered Buffalo offense. That's really the matchups that you're looking at. Um, the main matchup, though, I think is going to be um, that Indianapolis defense against Josh Allen and that offense. I think that's the main matchup that really is going to tell uh, who's going to win this game. Do it. Man, it's, I, honestly, I'm just that much confident that the Buffalo Bills are winning going back to the cold weather thing, you know, and going back to the Phillip Rivers thing, you know, because I, I have faith in Tom Brady winning in cold weather anywhere. But Phillip Rivers, who's been a San Diego quarterback, his San Diego, California, arguably the best weather in the world coming from a Californian. He, yeah, it, he has no chance out there in Buffalo. Okay, the Buffalo Bills are going to win the ball game. Oh, yeah, like I said, I'll tell you my prediction later on on the show on Saturday. Yes, she sir. Um, uh, that sound like Dooley's going to join us on Saturday then. Don't, don't, don't forget about us, Dooley. Absolutely. All righty then. All righty then. So we're going to save our picks for Saturday. We're just going to discuss these games and discuss also what we hope to see in these upcoming games. Uh, for me, honestly, I think Buffalo should win by at least 10 points. But I'll say this. If the Colts can come in with a running game plan, use Jonathan Taylor, milk the clock, do not give the ball to Buffalo because when the when Buffalo Bills get the ball, they can do whatever they want with it. They can throw, they can run, they can do they can pretty much do whatever they want. So you have to of course do that Peyton Manning type of offense on them when which is you let your offense on the you keep your offense on the field and make sure that Josh Allen stays on the bench as much as you possibly can milk that clock make sure those third those third down conversions are three yards and less and that is going to give you a better high a higher percentage of winning this game than if you go out there and try to throw the ball 45 times with Phillip rivers that's just how i see it all right let's go ahead and get on to the second game of that saturday slate rams at seattle 4 40 p.m on fox uh this is one of two divisional matchups that we have uh for this playoff weekend do we see the rams taking care of business at seattle or do we see seattle being able to and of course we're not gonna make picks now but do we see seattle holding their own at home with again remember no fans just the weather or if they do have fans won't be as loud because that's something that seattle holds on to tremendously is their home field advantage from the 12th man so do we see that Seattle would be able to use their own team without having to worry about the fans to be able to beat the Rams? No. I mean, I mean, yes, the Seattle Seahawks will win, will win this weekend. Honestly, you got to understand the Rams. One thing that people aren't talking about, well, people are talking about, but we haven't brought it up yet today is golf just came off a thumb injury, yes. you know? His thumb surgery, you know. So when you got golf being hurt, at who are they going to have at the helm? Is golf going to be a hundred percent? It's just so many questions the Rams have there that the the Seahawks don't have. You know what I mean? When it comes to Russell Wilson, so in my opinion, but even at full strength, Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. So you got the better quarterback on one side, you got the better coach on one side. You know that 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 pretty much sums it up for me. You know. Yeah, I think you both touched on it. The key to this game is going to be Jared Goffin returning from that injury. How is he going to play? Um, they also have Cam Akers, who's going to be playing. He did not play in Week 16 when they previously met, and uh, the Seahawks beat the Rams. So that is something different. It's just another piece in that backfield to help Jared Goff out. So um, that is really the X factor, Jared Goff. How is he going to play? Because I still have faith. 
Uh, the defense did pretty well against Seattle, um, even in that loss of Week 16. Uh, DK Metcalf only had 59 yards, so um, Jalen Ramsey once again locked him down. And I think to expect the same. I think Jalen Ramsey comes out, locks him down. I think Aaron Donald turns it up to a different gear. Um, I expect that defense to play really well. It's just going to all depend on whether or not we have faith that Jared Goff coming off that thumb injury is going to be able to do what he needs to do to get that offense moving and scoring points against that Seattle team, which the defense is ripe for the taking, to be honest. We also have to remember these two teams split their season series matchup. And I also brought up when they played the second time week 16 that surprisingly Sean McVay uh, very few coaches have Pete Carroll's number with being five and three um, as the Rams head coach against Pete Carroll. We have to wait and see, of course, how everything plays out, and we'll wait until Saturday to make the picks. But that will be a very interesting game. What's up, dude? No, I just wanted to say one last thing. Going back to earlier, you know, I got to go back to your statements earlier. This is for Ish, really. Even so, though you kind of agreed, you were flip floppy on this X. What's but- up? wanted to let you guys know you wonder why the cardinals didn't make the playoffs they got two other seasoned veteran teams in their division that are playoff teams we understand that but there could have been a third team they could have been the third team to make it the, right the ravens uh, browns uh, and the steelers, the steelers. Okay. exactly so, so let's not let's not see is a little more competitive than the afc no it is not again you must not have been paying attention there duly duly there there are eight there are eight teams in the afc that have 10 plus wins there are there every team in the okay. AFC has at least eleven wins. Right, right. Okay, well, so hold on, hold on. the Washington, but Washington won their division though. That's why they got in the playoffs. Duh. Right. And right. water is wet. Right. No, but but anyways, going that's back the to- only way that they got into the playoffs. Right, right. No, but going back to the, what I'm saying is the Arizona it, at eight and eight, it wasn't a disappointing season. Their division's not trash. You, you know, they come from a great place. That's but but another thing we also have to remember, too, Dooley, is if the 49ers did not have all their injuries, they might not have be 8-8. Eight and eight. They could be 7-9, and 6-10, and 10 because they could have lost uh, more games. I'm sorry, they, I don't know if they swept them or not. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they, no, they could have the 49ers. They lost both, one. Okay, well, they 49ers, if they wanted to, they probably could have swept them if the 49ers were at full strength. Last year, wasn't this the best division in the league? It Last still year. is the best division. Yes, and we, yeah, we can still say it is the best. Yeah, the Cardinals a break with the young. Hey, no, you talk. No. Hey, you talk to Ish about that. I I feel like it's a good building year for them, and it me and Ish can disagree. But we'll I'm not. We'll talk about that another time. We got about ten minutes. Hey guys, we got about ten minutes. To wrap up this show. We'll talk more about it another time. But let's go ahead and wrap this up with this night game on Saturday. Buccaneers at Washington, of course. Your team, Dooley, the Washington football team, play against Thomas Brady. At 8.15 on NBC, so you already know our guy Chris Collinsworth will be calling that game. And here's a guy, like uh, oh, uh, our, our boy Tom Brady, who has been in the playoff, it seems like, half of his career. I'm sorry, half of his life uh, just being in the playoffs. And here he is yet again be playing in Washington. We don't know how this will go. Everything on paper might look like Buccaneers' way, but we have to wait and see how everything plays, Dooley. No, we no, we will. I'm not gonna lie. I can't just re- roll out the Washington football team. I just don't like their chances, and I don't like their chances dramatically. You know, it's not even like I, and and I don't like them to the point that I don't feel like they have a chance. You know, the chance is so minuscule. 
you know, because of Tom Brady. I just imagine his poise and uh, how was how are we going to be able to guard those receivers? You arguably you could say that's the best receiving core in the league. You yeah. could. Oh yeah, you definitely could. Mike Evans, Gronkowski. Oh yeah, you definitely uh, could. Yeah, yeah. You got Godwin burning people up and down the field. It's the best receiving core in the NFL. The only other team, of course, that would want to make an argument would be the Chiefs. The Chiefs. What? What? The Chiefs. I, right? I said it would be the Chiefs. Yes. Right. 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 You know. You know. So. Alex Smith, you got after that leg injury. I don't know if you guys saw that E360, by the way. But come you on know. now, you already know I did. Exactly, exactly. Ish, did you see that? By yeah, the yeah, yeah. You know, it's like he's you kind of see that he's he's scared now. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he doesn't have the same the same energy he did. He knows to get down. You don't want that out of your quarterback. You know what I mean? Like Alex Smith, to be honest, him coming back from that was very remarkable. That's actually one of the most remarkable things I've seen in sports. I mean, he's easy comeback player of the year, easily. Right. Mm. Period. You know, I haven't seen anything more remarkable than that. You know, um, but I I think Alex Smith is done as a quarterback. I think the Redskins knew, need a new young guy out there. You besides, know, besides besides Dwayne Haskins. You know, better than Haskins. Haskins strip did, strip club Haskins. Strip club right. Haskins. Yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't prove enough. Basically, Haskins, what happened to Haskins was he just didn't feel like he felt like he was bigger than what he really he really was. I agree. No, I agree. You know, you got to be humble when you get into the NFL. He still would have been on the team today. You know, if Alex Smith goes down, Haskins, the 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 record could have been like, oh, Haskins winning a playoff game. Yeah, that's what could have happened. This is true. This is true. You know, well, we will never know. And uh, is you want to finish this up before we move on to the next? I think there are just two things that I like. For, from Washington standpoint, I agree with everything y'all have already said, except for the fact that I do think you can't discount Alex Smith and his professionalism and what he brings as far as experience to that team and knowing how to get to playoff games and his time with the Chiefs and with the 49ers. I think that's a big uh, key for that team. Also, I like the fact that Chase Young after the game is saying, I want Tom Brady Tom Brady, we coming because I need that kind of mentality. You're going to have to have that kind of mentality to play against this offense and hope to do something. The Washington football team have nothing to lose. They're supposed to come out. You're going to come out there with your with your hair pinned back and come out there firing and just go out there play. Look, the the same way I feel about this game, the same way I felt about the Titans playing against the Texans yesterday, going kicking field goals and not going for it on fourth down. Texans, y'all are not playing for anything. Go out there and go upset the Titans, and they all they should have did it. But they did not, and that's something that the Washington football team is going to have to do. You have Riverboat, Riverboat Ron Rivera as their head coach. Would not be surprised if we see some fourth down conversions. Would not be surprised if we see some trick plays. So let's just let's just wait and see how that game goes. Yep. All right, Ravens at Tennessee. This will be our first game on Sunday. Ooh. Be the uh, one and only game on ESPN. <laughs> yes, yes. Ooh, the rematch from last season, uh, Lamar Jackson's divisional playoff game that he lost to. And to be completely honest, I'm a little worried about the Tennessee Titans playing against the Baltimore Ravens, a rejuvenated and a reloaded Baltimore Ravens mindset of what happened last year. And with them, let's remember, let's let's all remember what happened last year with uh, Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Ingram coming into the postseason with um with their little sayings with um uh what was it um. The little saying that they were doing, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, 
just having a having a ball and not really taking things seriously until they ran into a team like the Titans that made them realize that hey, it, it ain't fun in games anymore. So with that being said, I think the Ravens really felt that all offseason and coming into this playoff game, and the Ravens are going to be ready to upset the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I, I still like the Ravens as a team, just like I liked them last year, though. Okay. There we go. Thank you, they Lee. Lost. There we go. Big trust. There we go. That crap. Thank you, Lee. You know, and they lost. You know, I liked the Ravens last year, and they lost. I like them this year, and they could lose. You know, like I said, you got a 2,000-yard back over there. If every, if Derrick Henry gets rolling, if he gets rolling, they're done. Unless the only way they're not done is if Tannehill on the backhand messes it up somehow. When they play action or Tannehill's passes, he can totally mess up the game, you know. But how can you when you got Henry running? Now, if you don't have Henry, and I'm not going to lie, this, since they're both running teams, it's going to come down to this. Which side of the ball can hold it more? Can the Ravens keep Derrick Henry off the field? Can Derrick Henry keep Lamar off the field? You know, that that's that's what it's gonna happen. That's what it's gonna come down to. You know, I like but that. as far as we uh yeah, it's gonna be a slobber knocker. You know, I like the Ravens right now. Come Saturday morning, though, my pick may change. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think the key is that Oilers defense. That Oilers defense, um, the games that they've lost this year have been a result of the Oilers defense giving up too many points early on and then them having to try to find the way back. And sometimes they made it back and they just missed it because of, you know, a missed field goal or they just ran out of time um, because, you know, they do run the ball a lot. It is a run heavy team, but you're discounting Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has made a lot of plays and he does have two really big, fast receivers on that outside, not to mention John Smith, um, who X likes to bring up as well as tight end. I think that they can pass the ball. They really can pass the ball as well. They don't just rely on Derrick Henry. The key, though, is that Derrick Henry does do a lot, and he helps them. And if they give up too many points to this Ravens offense early on, it could spell trouble for them. That is the key. The key is if that defense is able to at least hold its water a little bit early in the game. If they are not, then that's where you're gonna. That's where they're gonna um, live and die. Really, they're gonna die if they give up too many points early to Lamar Jackson, and then Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore offense just continues to run the ball, whether or not they're successful. As long as they put points up early, they can win the game just by putting points up early. Like that's the key. Put the points up early, and then it don't matter after that. You, I, I agree with what Isha's saying. If Baltimore can get up 14, 21 points on the Titans in the first quarter, it throws our running game out the window for a little bit to where we have to throw the ball, and that, that eliminates what you do on first down. First down is a very important down because, especially for a team like the Titans that like to run and also play action off of that run on first down, if you are up 14, 17 points – we know what's coming. You ain't gonna run the ball. We we ain't gonna we ain't gonna play the run. So we just gonna back our linebackers up and, and force you to uh, pick us apart. Ryan Tannehill honestly cannot do that without a reliable running game. So what Derrick Henry does, Derrick Henry makes Tannehill better. Tannehill makes Derrick Henry's job a little bit easier because you can't put seven, eight, eight, I'm sorry, eight, nine in the box like they used to do with Mariota and and uh, Derrick Henry. So. I agree with everything that it's just saying. We just have to wait and see how this game goes. If it's close, Titans should win. If it's 
if the Ravens can get on the Titans, hey, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up these games right quick. Bears in New Bears at New Orleans, 440 on CBS. Um I'm excited for this game because I want to see how the Bears defense match up with this offense. And Ish, we talked about you talked about this a little bit earlier. I don't think the Bears can win, but if they can keep New Orleans offense to a 20-point pace then maybe the Bears have an opportunity to maybe put up some points. This is in the Dome. We're not playing in Chicago. So I think the Bears might have an opportunity to pull off an upset, but it's going to have to take the whole team to do this. I definitely think this is the most viable upset here. Um, I think the way that the Bears played against the Packers in Week 17, they they can hang with some of these teams. They just need – you know, Mitchell Trubisky and offense to also show up. And I think that, you know, the Bears defense is definitely going to be there. They're going to be, they're going to show up. The question is going to be, as per the usual, will that offense be able to keep pace with New Orleans? Because the thing about the New Orleans offense, I don't know that you necessarily stop that offense, but I think you can slow them down yeah. with the defense. And if you can slow them down enough that your team, your offense hangs around and is able to kind of stay with them, then you have a really good shot. And I think that of all the teams in first round matchups, I think this matchup is probably the most viable outside of the Cleveland matchup, which I think that to me isn't really a huge upset or like anything, because I think with divisional teams like that, they're a little closely matched. I agree. Um, same way I feel about the Rams and stuff. So to me, the true like upset would be this upset. And I could see it happening if Mitchell Trubisky and that offense is able to hang around. I agree. Dooley. It's not happening. <laughs> that, that's the, dr- the dramatic pause. Thank you, Dooley. Yeah, you know, it's not happening. Like, I mean, I, I love you soliloquy-ish. Xavier, you know, sports plug, my guy. I love it. But if there's any – this is like one of those games where, like, if you had to bet your money on any game this week. It ain't going to be this one. It's not going to be this it one. It ain't going to be this one. No. Please. It would be it would be Buffalo beating the Colts. It would hey, not I'm, be this one. I was trying. I was trying. You know, you're you're you're. How about how about we wait and see? All, after Sunday's over with, if I'm sorry, after the weekend's over with, which one of the games that you bet? And we go. We'll talk about that on Saturday. One oh, game yeah. that one game that we bet on who we expect to win, no matter what. And we'll talk about that on Saturday. Well, we'll add that as add that in as well. But finish duty. I apologize. Yeah, no, it's all good. We're all gonna have our picks. You know, and we're gonna see who knows football and who does not. You know? <laughs> All right, here you go. And, and that's that. And you're gonna be real upset when your ass don't know no football, too. It's all good, baby. <laughs> you know, whatever happens, happens. All right, you got anything else about this before we move right, on? All right, let's go ahead and wrap up these uh playoffs with wild super wild card weekend with the Browns and Pittsburgh. And to be honest with you, this is probably gonna be one of the better games too. Appreciate them for putting this game on to end a uh, super wild card weekend because this is another divisional matchup with two teams that do not like each other. And like we talked about before, the Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland only by two points this past week. They have to go back to Pittsburgh and play a, let's be real, a motivated Pittsburgh team, especially with an old Big Ben, because he only have a couple of years maybe left in the tank. And also, I, I think the Steelers want to show everybody that we are 
even though we were gone for a little bit, we're still here and we're still the Steelers. So I think this game is honestly more, and I and you might you know, I might think I'm weird for saying this. I think it's more important for the Steelers than it is for the Browns because I think nobody expected the Browns to be where they're at. So if they win, it's like oh yay, that's what a surprise. But we don't want to take them seriously still because. Let's be real. I mean, nobody's. We, we we keep trying to take the Browns seriously, but then they lose a game. We're like, oh, there goes the Browns. But now where they 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 are where they are at right now, and we still kind of like, oh, they're gonna lose to the Steelers. Like it's it's the Steelers, right? So if the Steelers win, I think it is a more important game for the Steelers win because if they lose, I think question marks start popping up in Pittsburgh on, do we really? believe in this team moving forward with Tomlin. I don't think Tomlin's job is under fire. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying moving forward, Big Ben is not going to be there. They need to re- they need to get a solid quarterback to replace Big Ben, and they need to figure out what they're going to do with this team moving forward without Big Ben. Um, I mean, I think this is the best matchup the Browns could have got, uh, only from the standpoint of they have a really good Russian defense. The Steelers have the last place Russian offense. Uh, it bodes well for them because it helps in their with their one weakness, that secondary. That's the key to the game. Is that secondary going to come ready to play against this receiving core who drop a lot of balls? And honestly, they have been up and down all season. Uh, Chase Claypool, everybody jumped on him for a little bit, and then he disappeared. And then, you know, he popped I, I back told y'all don't do that. I told so you. The, the question is, is that secondary going to show up? But even if they don't early on, the fact that the Steelers do not run the ball, if the Steelers get up, you can't even feel comfortable because they can't run the ball. So they're not running the clock down. So you have to think from a Brown standpoint, this is the perfect game for you. This is your game to come out here and shock the world. It's all set up for you. You play them a third time. You just beat them this past week. You got a little bit of a mental edge, some might say, um, if you believe in that sort of thing. Um even with people being sad. But I think if you come out, you establish the run, you help Baker Mayfield run some play action, Jarvis Landry make a couple plays, Miles Garrett give Big Ben hell, you may have the recipe to win this game. I think that secondary, they need to have a meeting, look within themselves, and really say, guys, we got to step it up because this is our game to lose because I think it is that secondary's game to lose. If the secondary doesn't show up, expect the Steelers just gone and run all over and have a merry time. If that secondary shows up, we could be in for a really, really good game. Well, you know, that based off that secondary showing up, that's going to be based off one thing and one thing's only. The, Miles, the man named Miles Garrett. You know, getting around the corner, giving Big Ben um, a problem all day, you know. But honestly, I was just thinking about something. You know, we had discussed this earlier. And you know how I had said I had the Browns. But to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think I'm going to lean towards the Steelers. I just looked up something. They may have the last rushing offense in the league. The Steelers have the number three defense in the league. I didn't see that, you know. So, that, that changes things for me dramatically because Baker and them are going to have hell trying to push the ball. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, I like, I, if they can somehow take advantage of the defense, don't get me wrong. If the Steelers' defense comes to play, I got them winning. If their defense does not come to play, I, it's looking ugly. If Baker and them can establish a way to keep Ben Roethlisberger off of the field, they – will up their chances dramatically. 
That's all I got to say about that. No problem. No, I definitely understand where both of y'all are coming from. I do agree on both of y'all's uh, points of view. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I don't really have anything else to say anymore on these playoff games. I'm just excited, man. I'm, I'm, we're finally here. Um, like I said all, all the time, unfortunately, about football, it's a long season, but it, it's very short. It, it comes and goes like seasons, right? And with that being said, uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in to the first annual weekly recap of of uh, the NFL season on the Sports Plug. And thank everybody for tuning in all season long. And we'll be back next season uh, to recap, of course, regular season, postseason games. And, uh, hey, guys, it's playoff time. It's, it's time to get serious. Uh, we'll see everybody on Saturday. Actually, we'll change the time to 9 o'clock because I just remembered I do have to go to work uh, a little bit earlier. So we have, we'll have we be back Saturday morning at 9 o'clock here on the Sports Plug. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. See you guys next time. Peace.